Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Episode 7 of the official Nerd Talk podcast, Geek Speak. I'm your host, Sean, and joined as always is my co-host, Josh, Seth rogan as Donkey Kong enthusiast, Rudy Rudolph. I do be that Seth Rogen enthusiast for Donkey Kong. This is the podcast where we watch movies, make movies, play games, and more. What else can you ask for? Hi, Josh. Hello there. You like Donkey Kong? Uh, I like the character. I think the casting of Seth Rogen is interesting. Also, for uh, returning listeners, this has been the first one in a while, and we're actually in person now. High five, Josh. That was probably peaking. Who cares? Anyway, watch your ears, y'all. You know it already happened. It's been a minute. It's been much longer than we anticipated. The last time we recorded this podcast was July 15th, or 14th, I think. And so, there will actually not be a DCOM this week, so technically on this podcast, like you'll usually hear. We recorded the audio for the 13th year, and an entire podcast about the Black Widow release, as well as the news that we were talking about then. A little dated now. So we're keeping the super weird story from that week, as well as the DCOM from that week, so you can listen to those separately, and then the podcast will have a little more time to talk about the main topic this way. Yes, so get prepared. Get your ears prepared. Get your eyes prepared. You shouldn't be able to see us. If you are, why are you in our room? Anyways, Sean, what are we talking about? I started Squid Game. That's just, Oh yeah, that's relevant now. That's re- It's really good. You need to watch it. I'll have some water instead. I watched the Halloween movie uh, Trick or Treat. Good movie. A lot of fun. Speaking of Halloween, it's October now. Ooh. And so for our Halloween... I think all the Halloween towns... Or at least a Halloween Town. We've got, we got three more. we got Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge, Return to Halloween Town, and... No, it's Return to... No, it's Halloween Town High, then Return to Halloween Town. I remember. I know my decoms. Do we, though? No. Uh, you Lucky Dog is still peak. Um, nothing Nothing has hit the bar yet for that. Brink, I want to say... Can of Worms. Oh, yeah, Can of Worms. I forgot it happened. Oh, it's been a minute, times. y'all. But specifically about decoms now, and speaking of Halloween Town... The decom that week will be Halloween Town 2, probably, then. We're going to do those now as Halloween specials each year instead of part of the normal regular cycle. There's three Halloween movies, all called Halloween, and I hate it. And now we're getting a new Scream movie. It's I think it's the fifth one in the series, but they're calling it Scream. I hate it. If you all don't know what decom even stands for or what we're talking about right now, every week we go through a different uh, decom, which is a Disney Channel original movie, and we'll see how in a short period of time the biggest media company on Company, the biggest media company on earth, caters towards solely children with a large sample size. We'll see quality changes and see how they do things over, over time. We've done six now, or now it's seven, and you can listen to the uh, one for the 13th year right after this. Wait, we've done seven of them? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> is that wild to you? Ah. <laughs> and eight is next week, Josh. Look, I completely forgot we watched the 13th year. That movie just came and went. <laughs> if you want to hear our thoughts on that, if it's a yay or nay or anything in between, Listen to that, that podcast audio right after this. I do not remember what I said to that movie. That's fine. I remember I called it gay. I mean, that, I, mean, <laughs> I mean that in a very just literal watch, sense. Just watch the episode. You'll understand. Um, and so separately from DCOMs now, we're going to do this, the super weird story from that two months ago recording and put, put that in the end of this because I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do our story. We saw a very interesting reaction that he had last time. So enjoy that. All right, Josh. No news this week because... We, I don't want to catch up on two months of news. I mean, we don't have to catch up on two months of news. Fine. Speaking of news, Nintendo Direct happened. Yes, that happened. Which, I'll focus on some of it. Most, like Sora, Adder Smash, cool. But, but specifically, a movie was announced. 
Call the, the Mario movie or the Super Mario Bros. movie, however they're going to call it. And it has possibly the greatest casting of all time. I'm going to list them all out. I'm going to say the, the big one for last, in case you are not familiar with what's happening here. If you're not if, familiar, how, are, how have you found this on the internet? Have you found us specifically about nerd culture? Um, okay, so let's start with the, a good casting, I think. Also, this is all animated, voice acted, and it's not at all live action, which is interesting for this cast, because the cast feels like a live-action cast. It makes me so excited. So, Anna Taylor-Joy as Peach. Cool. Good good actress. I've Pe- seen her in one thing, and that was New Mutants. I thought you'd seen Split. No. Oh, never mind. And so, she was interesting in that movie. She's a, she's a good actress. I I still need to watch The Queen's, Queen's Gambit. I'm ready for Last Night in Soho with her in it, so that's pretty cool. That's Edgar right. Wright. Next up, we have... Luigi Mario, played by Charlie Day. Oh, for the record, this podcast, this episode, was going to be about the Mario movie from the 80s or 90s. We, could we couldn't not, find it. It's non-existent on any platform, anywhere. We searched every digital retailer available. We tried to buy it or rent it even online. We couldn't do it. You can't do it. I, they burned it to the ground, so that your only option is just clips you can find on YouTube. That's it. Which is pretty funny, because... It's like, oh no, whatever will we do? I'm perfectly fine with never seeing that movie. Uh, we'll probably watch it eventually for the podcast, but it was relevant for this, and now we can't find it now, so we'll do it later at some point. So Jack Black is Bowser. As If he doesn't get a musical number in this, then what's the point? And no, it's not Rob McElhinney as Mario. We'll get to Mario in a minute. No, Glenn Howerton should be Mario. <laughs> no, Danny DeVito should be Mario, Josh. We have Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. That, what is he going to do with, with Toad? All these characters never speak anything. What are they bringing to these characters? Toad does speak, more than most of them, actually. He just screams. He screams very interestingly. Uh, we have, as I mentioned in the intro of this podcast, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. It's going to be very interesting. If Diddy Kong is going to be in the movie, I'm very curious who they'll pick for him. Having Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong in a Mario movie makes sense to me, because Donkey Kong was originally the antagonist to Mario. Or other way around, kind of. So that makes sense. But then we have Cranky Kong in the movie? Why? Played by Fred Armisen. If you don't know who that is, he's been on SNL a lot. A lot. He was also on Brooklyn Nine-Nine as... Melibnos. Melibnos, yes. He's, he's done a crap ton of comedy stuff, if you don't know by now. And we have Sebastian Maniscalco. I don't know, I don't know who that is. He's Spike. Cool. And of course, the legend himself, Kevin Michael Richardson, as... Uh, um. Kramer. Kamer. Kramer from Seinfeld? Oh no, we don't want Kramer in this movie. Or Kamek? I don't actually know who this character is. Moses cast? Alright, that kind of makes sense-ish. But Mario? <laughs> oh, also, Charles Martinet, the voice who played Mario for many, many years on almost everything. Not everything, but almost everything. Is having numerous guest cameo uh, voicings in this. So he's not Mario. So, who, Josh, reveal to the world who is voicing Mario? So, for this film, they got the most famous and well-known Italian actor known to man. Uh, he's won multiple Oscars. He's been in multiple films by Martin Scorsese, Francis Ford Coppola. You know him. You love him. Scott Hansen? No. <laughs> he is Chris Pratt. Oh, my God. Star-Lord. Andy Dwyer. I... This is... This casting has to be purely just for... Oh, star power. Because... He is really funny in, like, a lot of shit, and, like, I love him in the Lego movie. He was great in that. As a voice actor, I think he can do good, but Mario! Also onward, um, but the thing about people complaining that Charles Martinet's in the movie, but not playing Mario, and I'm like, you know what? I'm happy with that, because yeah. two hours of, it's me! Oh, no! Would be super annoying to listen to. Yeah. And what I pitched to Josh a few ideas for this is more of a Mario Party kind of route, or something like that. So you could easily have it be in the world when Mario's playing the game and being the character. He's all Italian and silly. Then the second he walks off, he's Chris Pratt being a guy playing a role, kind of. And that'd be fascinating to listen to. I I worry, though, because Illumination is making this movie. Number one, I think The Spiggle Me is their only like really good movie, and then the rest are fine or mediocre. And then their, li- their only live-action movie, Hop, um, I hate it. With a burning passion. You mean it's a nay. We don't say good or bad, Josh. It's a nay. Aye. Yes. He caught me on that. As you, if For new listeners, we rate things yay to nay. 
uh, I give Hop a nay, a very hard nay. But anyways, back to what we were talking about. I dread them going back to live action rap roots. I don't want that. But who knows? Maybe it'll be interesting. I mean, it's not live action. We don't know that. Oh, you're right. It just says elimination. It doesn't say it's animated. But I'm hoping it is. Imagine Chris Pratt fatting himself up again. <laughs> so that's the only thing news-wise we're going to say. A lot's happened, though. Um, we're going to skip past all of that and talk about two big things. He has uh, not prepared me uh, before this. He told me he's not going to tell me, so I'm very curious what we're talking about. The MCU, Josh. That's it's a growing. It really is. A lot. And there's. It's expanding. Apparently, according to one of the executive producers at Marvel, they have 31 ongoing projects. Um, this podcast will be about mostly the MCU Phase 4 as a whole so far. Cool, cool. As well as we watched both Venom 1 again, and then we went to the theater the next day and watched Venom 2. I want to see Venom 2 again. We'll get we'll get into that. So, first off, so far with the the things we've seen, I have not finished What If yet, so we'll, I'll finish that for next week. I have! So, WandaVision, yay or nay? Yay. Falcon and the Soldier, yay or nay? Yay. Black Widow, yay or nay? Yay. Loki, yay or nay? Yay. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings? Yay. Spider-Man, No Way Home trailer? Yay. Eternals trailer? Yay. What If? Yay. Episodes one through three, as I've seen. Yay. Cool. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> also, just curious, Venom 2, yay or nay? Yay. No comment yet. We'll get to it. You have to wait to hear my thoughts. <laughs> Phase four of the MCU has been an interesting ride. Uh, spoilers for everything we just mentioned. If you haven't soon. seen all that stuff, then get out. I will say, if you've not seen Shang-Chi yet, because in your territory it is not available yet or something like that, we will do that part non-spoilery first. I think it's the same with Venom. Right. We'll be, for both of us, we'll be sure we are being safe. If you can't go to theater right now, also, makes sense. That's fine, too. Be safe, please. We're both fully vaccinated. A lot's happened. Last time on the podcast, we did talk about Loki, so we, people were aware of that already. Episode one of Loki. Yeah, yeah first episode. First episode. The ending of Loki. Ooh. 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 They are setting up... So much. The Multiverse of Madness. I'm soon. very, very excited. What out of the things I've listed so far are you happiest with slash most excited for? Are we Either talking or. about, like, upcoming stuff? So, out of the WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Black Widow, Loki, Shang-Chi, and the two trailers we've gotten, what is the most joy it brings? I mean, I'm impar- I'm very much impartial to Spider-Man, so I kind of have to say that. Do you mean, imp- you mean partial to Spider-Man? I don't know words, you man. You said the opposite. Look, we're, we're doing things. I haven't spoken in forever. Okay. For bringing me the most joy of things that we have yet to see, it's No Way Home very easily. That trailer is just... I watched that, what, ten times when it came out? I Like, the first, like, 20 minutes. That oof. that spoils Far From Home immediately if you've not seen the movie. Yeah. And um, if you didn't see the end credit scene for Far From Home, I'm kind of surprised. WandaVision's pretty cool. WandaVision was. It was a trip. I, mi- I honestly miss the weekly theories that everyone would have, the hype and the anticipation for it. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I love how no one addressed really at all how White Vision showed up, said, I am Vision, and then just dipped. <laughs> out of the movie. Out of the, out of the show. Where's he going? We don't know yet. He hasn't shown up again yet. That's true. Where he moved to? He went to Phase 5. He, <laughs> he skipped the rest of Phase 4. I'm very curious what they're going to do with him. Because, like, you can't repeat Vision's story. And, yeah, like, what happens to him happens to him. But also at the same time... I don't want to see Vision's story again. We'll see what happens. Because I think Vision got a very, like, good ending with this show. So we have WandaVision. Uh, villain is kind of not really a thing until the last bit, so I'm not going to focus too much on villain. But she's fun. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of that villain, actually, if you've not seen WandaVision yet, what are you doing here? Go watch it. It's been out for months. Agatha Harkness is getting her own Disney Plus show now. I, I'm excited. I love Katherine Hahn so much. And her being in anything just instantly makes me happy. That's pretty cool. That villain. Was that villain better or worse to you than Carly Morgenthau? In better. The Falcon and Soldier. Interesting. I disagree with that. But I like the bops that Catherine Hall has. <laughs> my, my problem with Carly is that while her motivations were understandable, to me it felt like there wasn't both a, pers- a real personality for her and enough to like really make me care for her or, or understand her. When you have villains like Killmonger that have very understandable motivations and reasonings, there's still something there to get us to like like seeing them do what they do, but also know they're not doing good things. And I feel like that she didn't have that. 
That's fair. I do like how she just wanted to watch the world burn a little bit too. It's like, ha, ah, just a little bit, just a little bit. But well, di- but died Captain America. And with that note, do you like prefer John Walker or He Who Remains? This is a weird tier list. Uh I gotta go with He Who Remains because that's that whole the wild, scene, like thirty minutes of him just talking. I Jonathan Majors is just the best. You still have to see Lovecraft Country, but he is fantastic. I cannot wait to see what else he brings to the MCU. You don't know what's, what his character's going to become. I don't, I don't remember that awesome moment for you. So, uh, But he will be coming back at some point. Do not do not worry. Or that actor will be coming back. Don't worry. It's so good. Uh, Loki's a great show. I I love it. It's really interesting. The Sylvie oh, thing is fascinating. Way to look at uh, the different Lokis they had. Yeah. I also just love... Old man Loki, classic Loki. Yeah, really cool. Richard E. Grant. Yeah. Also, child Loki, kid Loki, the one that killed Thor. Pretty messed up. Still love it. Uh, Alligator Loki, though. Uh huh. Best Loki. Croaky. Croc Loki. <laughs> love him. <Crokey. laughs> uh, we want to see Loki in a pair of Crocs. It'd be great. Of course. Wen Wu, or from from the Shang Chi, or um, uh, freaking what's his name. I don't know. Black Widow villain. The Russian guy? Yeah. This is a very easy the one. The with no accent. <laughs> this is a very easy one. It's easily Wen Wu. Wen Wu is great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not much of a debate there. Yeah. So, Wen Wu or He Who Remains? This is a tough one. Because one gets a whole movie, one gets 30 minutes, but he makes that 30 minutes. He hands it up. Again, if you don't watch Loki, go watch Loki. It does change the multi the Marvel's Nike universe a lot. I think I'm gonna go with Wen Wu. Wen Wu, agreed. I just love Shang Chi. Uh, good movie. Go watch it if you can do it safely, or if you're able to watch it in your country or whatever. I think Australia is still in lockdown. I have no idea. I'm not sure about that yet. I'm not knowledgeable in world times. I'm not knowledgeable on many things. Something else is changing now, forever. What? It's going to be tied to WandaVision, Doctor Strange 2, Loki, and more. Spider-Man, definitely. The multiverse is here, Josh. It's here, and I like it. We're going to get multiple Spideys. Possibly. Probably. If you're using that set photo, probably. That leaked video. It's not real. It's Photoshop. Industry professionals say, yeah, no, that's real. It's not a deep fake for sure. It's different hair, too. It's an accurate hair. Andrew is just waiting for them to give him the all clear to say, yes, I'm in the movie. Please now, can you put t- take the gun away from Stop or, pointing the gun at me. And then when people ask Tom McGuire, he just winks at them. Uh, here's the thing. Multiverse is cool and all. I love the way that they tease stuff at the end of uh, Loki mm-hmm. and how that version of Loki is now trapped in a different universe of the TVA. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Um, I love that we get Tyson. Tyson? Tyson? We get Tyson? I love that we get tie-ins to things like Spider-Man soon, and also Wanda, and everyone's saying how they cause the multiverse. They cause the multiverse. No, they cause the multiverse to happen. Everyone caused the multiverse to happen. It'll be real. I think what happened was literally, this is just a point in time it branches off. My Okay, so I messaged Taj about this the other day. I think what happened was when Sylvie uh, killed He Who Remains, and then that broke allow the multiverse to exist um when wanda does the dark magic here's her kids that's her uh seeing the multiverse yeah and then i had another thing fuck spider-man um, yeah when dr strange does it that's him opening up the multiverse into our world right so like it was still existing amongst everything else but nothing was was happening yet until dr strange right. accidentally opened it up basically yeah it's so good i also just love drawing the major's outfit in loki purple robes man it's great kind of cool yeah i like these things I'm excited for more. MCU is neat. But what about what if? I've not finished it. What if? What about what you've seen? Okay. First episode was fine to me. Captain Carter, I'm like, this is... It's It was too similar to me to the movie. Like, not enough differences. The second one to me, I like. I wish that most stories were smaller for me personally. I can understand. Um, like, the T'Challa episode was a lot better to me than the first episode because it was different, more different. But again, it was like Thanos being like, you know, I was talked out of it. It's not genocide. Oh, it's casual. I thought I thought it was a lot of fun. It was very it. funny and ripped uh, recipes to Charlie Boseman. He gave the last performance in that. So great job there. But like, I know each episode, what, what each one is and what it's about, roughly, because I live on the internet. 
I well, just... you're on the internet? You live yeah. in the internet? Yeah. Crazy. Like that movie Scooby was ever chased? Yeah. Oh, haven't seen it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if episode three? Really cool. I think the idea of that was fun, and it only makes sense at all if you watch the MCU, because Hank and stuff. Well, I think that's how all of What If works, pretty much. If you don't know the MCU by now, you're going to be lost on some things. The, uh, the Thor part of that part was nonsense, because there's no real reason... You were going to recruit him anyway! You don't even know that! Like, literally, it's just a guy walking out to grab a hammer. You just murdered him, because he's big and strong. Like, it was very funny to me. Yeah. Overall, I'm interested in more... I, it doesn't really pull me a lot right now. That's why it's hard for me to watch. Like, I'm not super invested in what's happening yet. But because this is not... I mean, it is a group story, but it's also a lot more self-contained. I'm not as driven to watch it right now. I'm finished. I'll finish next week. Because next week, it's fine. MCU is neat, Josh. It is. No Way Home. You ready for it? No. You're not ready for it? I'm mentally, I'm not prepared. Which character do you most want to come back? Oh, God damn it. Uh, it's... Because I grew up with Toby Spider-Man. I grew up with hold Andrews. On, hold on. It's not with a Spider-Man out of any other character besides besides the Spider-Man himself. So like the villains, sure, or or a love interest, or like bringing just to bring, only Mary Jane Watson. That's it. I don't think Mary Jane or Gwen should come back. I feel like that's just too many. Um, as villains, I would just love to see Willem Dafoe again, just hamming it up and having a grand old time. I love him in that movie, and I really hope he's back in this. He's one. dead. That means nothing. That means nothing do, in comics. I do a little while ago, Alfred Molina's like, yeah, it picks up right where I, off where I died. Like, immediately. I'm like, oh, thanks for sharing that, Alfred Molina, from Spider-Man 2. Meaning, potentially, Tom McGuire's coming back from between Spider-Man 2 and 3. The man is in his 40s. He can't... It makes no sense. He's, a, he's still supposed to be, like, in early college in that movie. Like, no. <laughs> <sighs> Movies, y'all. Now, a brief talk about Shang-Chi now because it's relevant and we've seen it and it's good. It's still popular. If you've not seen Shang-Chi, come back to the next part. There's timestamps in the description down below. Whoa. So, Josh, yay or nay on the character himself of Shang-Chi? Yay. How about of Katie? Yay. Zhe Ling? Yay. Everyone? Yay. Cool. I'm fine with that. So I love that in Shang-Chi they brought back um, Ben Kingsley himself. <laughs> and it's just great because it's a great tie-in to actually acknowledge what happened before and improve upon it. I'm just happy that now people are starting to actually like say like, oh, I've always liked him. I'm like, you never liked him before. I've always liked him. I always liked the twist in Iron Man 3. I always thought that was a lot of fun. But obviously a lot of people were not happy with it. I, however, was. So that's just my two cents on it. Like, I remember in the theater, I said, I literally always said, no, the second that was revealed. <laughs> I've watched the movie many times since then, and it's like, I always, because once you know what's happening, you can kind of roll with it and be like, okay, I know it's happening, I don't really care about that part anymore, it's just a really cool Iron Man story. You're getting a good Tony Stark story. Mm -hmm. uh, why he chooses to wear the war suit he has when a terrorist is coming to attack him doesn't make sense, but it's for selling toys, Josh. Everything's for selling toys. What are you talking about? I love toys. I don't play with them. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I really like the um, tie-in to Jeffrey. To Jeffrey? Is that what his character's name is now? Jeffrey? <laughs> uh, I don't know what this is about. His name was Trevor Slattery, not Jeffrey. I was picturing Morris and called Morris Jeffrey. And I meant to That's say even more off. <laughs> So, uh... He's got a pig chicken with no face that's name is Morris. And apparently Sean thought his name was Jeffrey. Look, man, I'm making a movie right now. It was a character called Jeffrey in front of cast. Acknowledging that all of America was cowering to an orange because they knew him the Mandarin and making fun of both the racism behind that and actually making it more powerful. And they did a great job with acknowledging the previous Mandarin, um... And it's just, it's so well done. Uh, Wen Wu is, is among my favorite villains in because he's in it for love. It's not like I want all the powers. Like no, I'm a conqueror. I'm kind of I'm done conquering. I've done a lot of it. Why did he stop conquering? Like he didn't even conquer America. He stopped conquering when he found love. Oh, remember America existed when he found love. He wasn't there yet. It's a big Asia's big. Yeah, I'm aware it is. <laughs> And then, yeah, once his wife went 
Bye bye. Um, he decided to like no, these rings are mine again. Live forever, bitch. Uh, that's how it went, right? Yes. I'm not wrong. No. And it's really cool. I really, really enjoy what they did with the character. I really love how Shang Chi as a character wasn't like a phase one style order movie again. It was different yeah. enough to feel like it's new. And I appreciate that. Because it easily could have just been the same, here's how I got my powers. Here's how I learned how to train. Here's what I did next. It's told in a nonlinear way. You get a lot of flashbacks. You get a lot of good storytelling techniques. A lot of references to Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. The whole jacket fight on the bus. I, every, Okay, so the fights in this movie are incredible. Both like in martial arts terms and like big special effects terms, they are so much fun. It's especially when it's like two v two, like that kind of fighting. It's fantastic. It's great. If you see like any Jackie Chan movies or anything like that, you'll fall in love with this very easily. We both had different thoughts on the ending on this the CGI Marvel battle. The the third act falls a lot into the standard what you kind of expect from the third acts in a lot of Marvel movies. Just big monsters fighting and like things like that it for me personally it was the weakest part of the movie because i didn't really care about the village or the people or like it's oh big just souls. want a village to burn i didn't want it to burn <laughs> all of them should die no <laughs> uh so, like this it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com/people today This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Soul-sucking dragon monsters. It's just like, oh, this is a thing now. Oh, I was kind of invested in the in the personal story between father and son. Okay, I guess we'll, we'll watch this, I guess. And there's a line that says, we lost a lot of good people today. I'm like, did we? Because I didn't know anyone. <laughs> that part's fair. I It was very much set up in the beginning that there was something happening that you needed to fight. Um, I thought it would have been a little weaker if they didn't have this thing break out of the wall. Because it's like you, you tease something so big for, for so long. Maybe I want to see what actually is behind there. Uh, I also really enjoyed the visual effects, cool fighting scenes with the rings and stuff. Because you do deal with such mystical things in this movie as well. Yeah. I wanted to see some of the magical things. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Also, the rings... Despite the change, are really cool weapons. They're so cool. Uh, I want them. I just want to wear them. Like I just want to have a, like I roll, roll up my sleeves. But like yeah, I got these cool rings now, just for fun. Anyway, any other else phase four you want to talk about, Josh? The Hawkeye trailer. Oh yeah, Christmas time. It's so full. It's so drenched in Christmas. I love it. Oh, so yeah, your name on the trailer, Josh. Yay, hard cool. yay. I've seen it so many times. It's a good trailer. It it makes me care about Hawkeye more. The MCU. I'm very excited. Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop is going to be great. She's a great actress. Love her. I like seeing Lucky the Pizza Dog. Oh, yeah. Hawkeye is probably a bit deaf in his ear. I love that actually giving him personality now. Yeah. It looks nice. 
Or I'm assuming they're going to have a personality now. That's my assumption. Okay, well, in Avengers 1, he was hypnotized for most of the movie, and then until the end. Then well, in 2, they gave him more of a personality, and then we didn't see him again until Civil War, which you didn't really need much for it. Then Endgame, and now here. Well, for Avengers 1, they did that as an homage to, in the comic book, the villain first. Ah. And let them be able to play off the both sides of that. And I thought that was fascinating, but it really detracted from his character. Correct. Okay, so... Venom 2, Josh. Ah, uh, so one time. If you've not seen Venom 2, we're going to spoil the end credits scene in this movie very fast. Yeah. Cool. You you skipping the next timestamp to go to the super story? You've been warned. Cool. So the mid credits scene, Josh. Uh, He's going into phase four of the MCU now. I don't know how I feel about this. I was saying to Josh that in the movie, like, I would have been interesting if this version of Venom was part of Andrew's universe. If, like, he, if Andrew was, because he's in San Francisco, if Andrew just happened to exist on the opposite coast, that would have been fine, because he's, at the end of the movie, he's leaving, uh, trying to go somewhere else, gone to New York City, and seen web slinging with Andrew, and then you could have had a tie into the MCU there. But, instead, we have him teleport dimensions, <laughs> kind of so, suddenly and very jarringly. Also, Venom says to Eddie, I love you, kind of casually. It's very much a romance film. It's very funny. The movie's missing a few scenes, kind of. Like, it just jumps to the end. It's it's so, it's so a blast. It's only an hour and a half. It's so much fun. Andy Serkis clearly had the time of his life directing this movie. It's so much fun. It's great. I'm going to give this movie a nay for one reason, Josh. Ready for it? No. Because Carnage is reason. Because everyone has... The reasons for, there are three people they're trying to kill in this movie. Yes. There's a, a In this movie, we have the character Shriek, the character of Carnage, slash uh, Cletus Cassidy... And we'll get both of them. Yeah. So Cletus Cassidy wants to kill Abe Rock, technically speaking, because he published a thing that he asked him to publish. Sort of. I know. It was, it was because he put on the on Death Row. Could there have been a better reasoning for him to want to kill him? Yes. It's like, do I also care? No. We want to be, I want you to be my friend. <laughs> I guess like, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, Boomer, calm down. And then we have uh, Carnage like, I want to kill Venom because Venom will be unstoppable. Also, you're my dad. It's like, oh, okay. And that guy gets resolved by just eating him. And then Shriek's like, I'll kill this, this random cop. This is very much a turn your brain off movie and enjoy the ride. Also, why was Mulligan at the end teased to be Toxin when nothing happened to him? His eyes turned blue for no reason. I don't know. Well, do, we, do we both miss something in the movie, Josh? No. Okay, because in the movie, spoilers again. I know I spoiled the movie scene right away. Venom, there's a guy named Mulligan in the movie who's supposed to be talking in the comics, which is another symbiote person, and the other movie, with no prompting, his eyes just glow. Yes. We're, we're led to believe that he probably died from Shriek. He didn't die. Something happens that we don't see, and his eyes turn blue. As far as I'm aware, Toxin is not blue. Also, what's pretty funny to me is that Shriek, she got shot in the eye, and all it did to her, a slight scar and a contact lens. Well, it was probably, like, angled. <laughs> it's just pretty, it's like, you, I thought I, I killed her. You would have known if you killed her. The car was stopped. <laughs> you would check, the body would stop moving. Again, this is what we're talking about when you're supposed to turn your brain off. Because if you start thinking about this movie, none of it makes any sense. Yeah, Venom, so his, but his lover, his buddy Eddie, was down in the dumps. So Venom threw brunch together for him, throwing the entire apartment in a mess to make him brunch. And then they had many, many had, they had many lover spats. The entire movie. It's beautiful. Venom laughed to go to a rave and said gay rights, uh, and said pro-immigration, aliens are people too, treat them with respect, while wearing glow stick necklaces. This movie's a wild ride. If you want to see Woody Harrelson ham it up for two hours, though. It's beautiful. It's quite interesting. You will have a great time. If you're expecting anything comic accurate... What are you doing here? This is the Venom movies. You don't expect comic accuracy here. But yeah, I gave it an A because the fact that the, the, they wanted to kill them for very little good reasons. Shrieks makes more sense. Yes. The other two is like, ah, I need a reason for them to fight. <laughs> Writers, give me something. To, no, just make it up on the spot. I had, I had a blast. Yeah. I, one of my favorite uh, scenes was when... Venom was trying to get him to visualize, remember, like, the, what was in uh -huh. the cave walls, and he started drawing, and he was like, I know this one! It's a tree! <laughs> so funny. Tom Hardy was also not sweaty, hard nay. Ah, oh, damn it, you're right. <laughs> damn it! In the first one, we all, we all make fun of how sweaty Tom Hardy is for the entire movie. It's great.
That sweatshirt, it gets drenched in sweat. So, he's in the MCU now, Josh. How do you deal with that? You just threw your wallet. Yes, that's my signal that I don't like it. Okay, that's a good signal to know the, now. <laughs> the tone and style of this version of Venom, I don't think can work with this. And if you're trying to build him up to be a villain, it doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. If they have Venom and No Way Home as part of the Sinister Six now, oh dear God, which is very likely at this point now, what wouldn't Eddie try to kill the villains though? Because he's a lethal protector. He could end up being a team up for that film now. Oh, God damn it! Venom could be now teaming up with Tom Holland Spider Man. Please don't say those words to me. What also might happen is Venom, for some reason, just leaves to go because he's like, ah, oh, him to Spider to Tom Holland Spider Man on the TV. Yeah, it's like he could just leave to be like. He's a better suit for me. So he goes to attach to him and get a black suit Spider-Man temporarily. But the, the problem is, like we, we discussed this earlier, right. that... It doesn't make sense. In the comics, Spider-Man doesn't know that the symbiote is alive and that it has like, a whole personality and everything. And that doesn't happen until after he takes the suit off and it comes to Eddie. That's when the real personality of Venom comes through. So doing the reverse of that makes no sense. Yeah, it also makes less sense because he wouldn't really have a black suit than you'd think. It would just become him. Yeah. So it, the way they set up the way they set up symbiotes in the Venom verse is very weird. Yeah, it's it like just morphs inside of you. It works for the first film, like the way it, it makes sense a lot for their universe, I guess. It's a random weird goo monster that likes to make weird turd jokes and say the word pussy <laughs> more than once. <laughs> also, Anne had no point in this movie at all. And neither did Dan. Look, again, this is what happens when you start to think about this movie. Stop thinking about it and just enjoy it. Alright. This is our uh, podcast, pretty much. We talk about a little bit of the MCU coming back. It's more like, it's got, it's, it's blah, 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 blah. This episode's more like a, hey guys, we're back. And the MCU's been happening. We have been keeping up with it. We have been watching it. We're back at school now. We've been back at school for a hot minute. It's like week seven now, so that's a thing. So, the reason we haven't been making podcasts right now is because we're actually both in pre-production for films. Yeah. Josh, what is the name of your film you're making right now? Tickets, please. And what is your film about? A documentary filmmaker seeks out to make his new documentary about uh, minimum wage workers, and he sets his sight on a movie theater. Little does he know, no one comes to the theater at all. So, in order to make the dramatic film that he wants, he has to make the workers' lives a living hell. This is a mockumentary in the style of The Office, Fun times, stupid times, it's going to be a great ride. And on the other side of things, Josh has a fun, dumb comedy. I'm making a sad drama. Yeah. It's not all sad, it's just interesting, I think. I have a film called Co-op, which is about, in the year 2038, a uh, company called Sahara creates a device that allows people to have cooperative dreaming. Where you can, and you know how to dream, you can feel things, you can touch things, taste things, uh, smell, hear, all that stuff. And it follows a, a man who's finally able to reconnect with his wife who's been in a coma for three years. So, things ensue. Things do ensue. Those films will eventually be released online as well. Yay! Yay! Josh! Hi! How do you feel right now? Yeah, a little bit tired. <laughs> Fair enough. So now we normally transition into these super weird stories, which is actually going to be a past recording of one about a character named Mike Murdoch. I remember that. That was weird. And now you all can listen to that. And yay! That was nice. Now on to Michael Murdoch. Yes, you heard that right. Not Matt Murdoch. Michael Murdoch. Now was he, was he his neglected brother that wanted revenge on him? You're not too far off. Oh no. Was he Matt Murdoch's an idiot? I love Matt Murdoch. Great <laughs> lawyer. He's an idiot. <laughs> okay, so he was concerned people would find out that he was Daredevil. Because uh, he's like one of the only redheads in Marvel. Let's be real. He's also a blind man. And Daredevil's blind. And with all the court cases he does for superheroes and stuff like that, he was afraid people would find out who he was. Okay? Like, but that logic makes sense enough, right? Wait, wait, yeah. wait. So, early in his superhero career, Matt Murdock sporadically assumed the identity of a fictional twin brother to help him conceal his identity. He put on different clothes, Style his hair a little bit differently, and call himself Mike. That was what. It sounds like this sounds like too much work for him to do. Oh, it's not even. You just, just you wait. Mike Murdoch kept saying publicly, "I am Daredevil," constantly. Went on record of being, "I am Mike Murdoch, and I am Daredevil." 
Why why did they not let Charlie Cox do this in the Daredevil show? <laughs> so Matt pretended that his Twitter Mike named Mike Murdoch was Daredevil's secret identity. Matt eventually got rid of Mike Murdoch by setting up his death. <laughs> and saying that a new Daredevil had been trained. <laughs> so convoluted. Oh, again, just you wait. So over the years, Matt would sometimes use still use the identity of Mike Murdoch to go undercover. That's like when you, uh, that's like in shock when he's, when he's Charles Carmichael. It's a dumb name to use. <laughs> uh, Charles Carmichael. And then Mike became real. Yes, Mike became a real human being. That, oh my. Look, there are characters called the Inhumans, Josh. Yes, not like, not I'm like, aware of them. Not like the, the TV the show. Ver- the, the very popular TV show. No, no. Better version of the characters. So there's an Inhuman named Reader. Have you heard of them before? No. They are kind of, they dress a little bit like like Homelander, kind of-ish. The color scheme and stuff, a little weird. Uh-huh. He's got blonde hair, he has these, like, um, purple, like, visor goggles. He has a stick. He's got, like, this uh, red and blue uniform and stuff. His powers has the ability to make anything he reads manifest into reality. If he reads the If he reads the word fire, a fire will start in his, in his vicinity. <laughs> not not next to him or on him, just in his vicinity. Which is also kind of terrifying. Imagine just reading a book. <laughs> it's just a spontaneous <laughs> fire. Like imagine reading Lord of the Rings and all becomes real. That'd be awful. That'd be awesome but terrifying. Imagine reading the well, Marvel does it, comics. Th- does he have to read it out loud or is he if he just reads it? So his people put out his eyes to stop him from using his abilities. Reader st- Yeah, Reader is still able to trigger his powers by reading in braille with his fingers. Cut off his hands. <laughs> Since the meaning of language is entirely constructed, he is capable of manifesting any nuanced effect that he wants as long as he understands a word to mean so. Jeez. So, on that note, after Daredevil enlisted the help of the human named Reader to form a group to take down Mayor Wilson, Mayor Wilson Fisk, Reader accidentally used his ability to physically manifest anything he read while researching on Mike Murdoch. Not Matt, Mike. Making Mike a real person. Oh, no. Which resulted in the manifestation of a real person who genuinely believes himself to be Matt Murdock's twin brother. Jeez. And possessed both the abilities and brash personality he was supposed to have. God, God that'd be so annoying. So he basically created a new Daredevil. Reader called this kind of creation a fragment and not a fully real person. As Daredevil, Matt stumbled into Mike in the bar with no name. Because that was a place called that. Yeah. Um, and knocked him down to investigate what's, what was going on. She's very confused by this. Because Reader didn't know what happened at first either, I don't think. Um, so, wait, so wait, this is kind of important. Is Mike also blind? Uh, I actually don't remember this part of he is or not. Because if he's still blind, like, at that point, it kind of defeats the purpose. Because it's just, like, the, the chances of both of you being blind, like, are so slim. When Reader figured out Mike, Mike Murdoch's existence was his fault... He tried to use his powers to unwrite him, aka kill him. Matt Murdock actually kind of asked him to do it at first, like just like, "Look, man, can you kill my brother for no, me? Not, I know that he, I know that he's me, but like, can you please kill him?" It was like, it was like erase a mistake. That was called yeah. Idea. Mike escaped, taking Reader's dog Forey hostage. <laughs> what what year did this come out? His first appearance was in uh, was in twenty eighteen. Oh, so this was recent. I think yeah, I think that's right. This sounds. This sounds like something from the 70s. Comics are complicated, so bear with me. I have I don't I remember reading about him beforehand, but I don't remember like exact dates of when I read things with him, you know? Yeah. Moving on. So Mike managed to continue avo- evading Daredevil and took Foggy Nelson hostage to arrange a meeting with Matt. So first he took a dog hostage to the reader. Then he takes Foggy <laughs> Nelson hostage. <laughs> He's, it's taking a bit for his brain to develop. When they met up in Highline Park, Matt started to doubt his decision to erase Mike. Fair. It's a person now. Valuing his now brother's existence, even though it was an accident. When Reader arrived to erase Mike, Matt stopped him and let Mike go. Desperate for help, Mike then sought out Mayor Fisk. Bad idea in general. He's supposed to be Daredevil. Shouldn't he also know that Fisk is not a good guy? <laughs> Yeah, but it's more he fully believes himself to be Matt from brother. He doesn't have the full memories of everything yet. Like yeah. And, the, uh, and so he sought out Mayor Fisk and offered to do any kind of job at all, any job, in exchange for protection. I would not have made that, made that deal. That's, 
rookie mistake number one don't tell fisk you're gonna do anything for them that's a bad that's a bad thing fisk of course accepted mike's proposition and later sent the hood to recruit him do you know who the hood is at all that sounds familiar that's a but no. as parker robbins um a person to recruit him okay gotcha and then one more day happened you know one more day right the spider-man story yeah yeah and of course relates to everyone else around the area too so <sighs> after doing a successful heist with the hood mike stole the norn stones from the hood's vault and hired black cat to steal an english translation of asgardians of an asgardian spell in order to become a full human being so basically you try to use magic to become fully human okay instead of just fragment which i would make sense i understand the ritual worked and rewrote history with mike becoming matt's actual t- twin brother that's pretty wild to me so this man started out as a fictional identity of someone then a inhuman made him kind of half real and then he became fully real and rewrote history so in this in his new rewritten past jack murdoch raised his sons alone after their mother maggie left due to her mental health issues uh while growing up mike would defend his brother from bullies who mocked him despite jack not approving of this mike would also form a friendship with his neighbor butch Jack urged his sons to uh, study hard. Oh, wasn't Butch also in the Daredevil series? Maybe. Like, I think he was like one of the uh, mob boss kind of people. Yeah, I'll, and, I'll say maybe. Anyway, oh Butch, no Butch was in, a reference in the bar. I think that Bugs went to. I thought. Anyway, so basically, Mac uh, uh, got get involved in the accident, made him blind. Mike felt guilty for the accident and stayed uh, stayed with Matt at the hospital while he recovered. One night he saw a nun praying for Matt, and Mike figured out she was their thought deceased mother. So, a whole new family dynamic was created from One More Day. Not surprising. It's a very weird story. Uh, we'll eventually get into One More Day in terms of Spider-Man later on, but... Uh, oh, boy. Mike began descending into criminal life, at first scamming people with his partner Butch, eventually um, being kidnapped by a group of gangsters, leaving his father to help him escape. After realizing that Mike wouldn't really um, make something of himself like he originally hoped for, Jack decided to train Mike in combat. However, Mike became angry at him for lying about them, about, uh, about his dirty fights and about his mother and told him that he wasn't like his brother Matt. After Jack made a deal with the Fixer, Mike, feeling confident that his father would win, met with the Fixer and Owl. Owl isn't Daredevil though, uh, the TV show. And bet a huge amount of money on his father after he and his brother matt saw their father won the fight jack was murdered since he was supposed to lose this left mike to feel guilty again for potentially having a role in his father's death so mike in this world is kind of helping messing up everyone's life and putting them like in the correct position kind of weird years went on and after daredevil turned himself in for murder met with his brother since he was now hunted by the hood for stealing from him the, the conversation soon went sour and the superhero left he then met up with his friend butch and the two celebrated in honor of the father, Jack Murdoch and Wilson Fisk. That's pretty much the story of Mike Murdoch. Jeez. So, what the fuck kind of moment, right? All this? Yes. Have you ever heard of Mike beforehand? I want to say that I have. Sounded familiar, but like, all that, no. Uh, yeah, so, this started by Matt's like, um, I'm not Daredevil. This guy's Daredevil. <laughs> and then it became... This is a real person whose who help was responsible for the accident and his father's death. Kind of crazy. I just, uh, it, to me, the whole time I was just thinking, like, it's it'd be really funny if Mike, like, never lost his sight. And then Matt inadvertently created a version of himself that could see. And just, like, him thinking, like, damn, I, I gotta figure out how I could see. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the reader should just read, a, read a, a passage that goes, Matt Murdock can now see. And then just do that. <laughs> yeah. He could solve all the problems. Reader. Just like literally, just like Matt just like writes out on, on a sheet of paper, but it in obviously braille. doesn't look like yeah, in braille. I love that his family cut out his eyes. It's pretty funny. Anyway, and we're back. How was that great super weird story, Josh? Oh, it was super weird, and it certainly was a story. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> wild. <laughs> what to expect for next week? You think, Josh? What are we gonna do? crazy shenanigans Shena- we will shenanigan where can people find you josh 
You can find me on everything except TikTok, just to annoy Sean. I'm on Instagram. I want to send you things easier. Too bad. I'm on Instagram at J underscore Rudy 16, Twitter J underscore Rudy 28, YouTube at Josh Rudolph. And yeah, it's fun times. Oh, it's me. I'm on the Twitter. That's it. Uh, I'm on Twitter at The Theater Nerd. I run the Nerd Talk Russians social media, so the place that was his. Hosted on YouTube, um, that's Nerd Talk Productions. On Twitter, we are Nerd Talk underscore Prod. Uh, please tweet us. We want to answer your questions. We want to talk to you all and, inter- and interact with all of you. Uh, type hashtag GeekSpeakPod or email us at NerdTalkProductionsYT at gmail.com. I'll get back to you. Yeah, I'm excited for the future of this podcast again. We're getting back to it. And next week, we'll actually have news again. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. Have a nice night. Woo! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.